Welcome back to the Dilia Dad podcast here on episode number 69 on a very special day in which we got to open up, Dad. We're actually doing this on a Sunday on your birthday, March 27th, 2022. And so, Dad, happy birthday. Thank you. As I welcome you to the podcast. Ooh, appreciate that. And everyone else gets to say happy birthday. Everyone say happy birthday. One, two, three. And I want to be the first to wish you a happy birthday. <laughs> so we hear new voice, not new voices, but returning voices. And I'm going to just toss it over to you. You're the birthday boy. And I just want to just go ahead and take over and see what we're going to talk about today. Because this is a really special episode. Uh, yes, indeed. And thank you, Beto. And um, yes, well, thank you, Carlos Jr. Chiquito. Uh, today... Being the uh, actual Sunday of March 27th, and um, today, yes, uh, it's, there's the blessing of 61 years old today, and I'm very grateful with everybody who has, throughout the day and part of the afternoon, been able to uh, send their best wishes and, and birthday greetings and blessings, and, and all of them are very much welcome and, and embraced, so thank you to all. And we find ourselves here in the basement of um, uh, Our Lady Guadalupe in Heavenville. And we've been here pretty much um, all day long. Um, we happened to start a retreat, a confirmation retreat, uh, Lenten retreat um, for our confirmation program here. And we enjoyed that. And then of course we had our 11 o'clock mass and in that mass we have the beautiful intention of all those that were assigned um, and requested for the intention of the, of the actual Mass itself. And, um, you know, we were honored and, and blessed to have Raquel um, in intention um, be brought forth and also mine for, for the birthday. But this particular podcast is is turning out to be pretty much the, um, the main celebration of um, life itself in heaven. And that is for um, Raquel. And we have all the tribe here present and the extended tribe with us here. And uh, we're very grateful to Father for giving us the opportunity since from here, everybody's going to be heading their ways, most of them to Corpus Christi and the rest to back to Laredo. But um, we wanted to honor uh, La Waifa, you know, as today is, you know, Monday Married Man. And we're going to honor her because this podcast is going to be aired on Monday, March 28th, which happens to mark uh, three years now of Raquel's passing and, and going into heaven. So in her honor, we're doing this podcast extremely spontaneous. That's how she was. She is. And in this podcast, we're, we're trying to kind of... Um, bring that to life and and uh, the tribe is going to be the ones that uh, are going to participate and basically the idea is um, a lot of people um, have made some comments to me and, and, and shared uh, with open heart um, in amazement as to how we've been able to honor Raquel throughout this time and this new journey so um I'm going to ask the tribe, um, I'm going to ask our, our children, our sons and daughters um, that we've been blessed with 
to just go ahead and and, and basically share um, about this three days uh, that for us is, is hard. And I say three days because um, between March 25th on down to March 28th, um, those were heavy days for us to see the last days of Raquel in the hospital. And we, all of us, I think that we tried to avoid remembering uh, those episodes at the hospital because it was very difficult. But at the same time, it was amazing how many people showed up, mm-hmm. you know, it was just tremendously. And um, this past now three years reflects those three days. And I, I want to have the, um, you know, the tribe share how this now three years comparison to those three days, how we've been, you know, coming about this journey. And, and guys, it's difficult. You know, it's difficult to, to talk about this, but it's something that we want to share to all of you, with all of you. And for this reason, uh, a lot of things have transpired in these three years. And um, I just want this podcast to be in honor of La Waifa, of Raquel Gutierrez de Ramirez. And now, of course, living in the presence of God in heaven. And for us, it's just basically um, uh, out of no distinctive order, uh, whoever wants to go first and, and so forth, um, just share um, this podcast, um, your thoughts, um, your your love uh, for your mom um, within this new journey of this, uh, you know, this past three years. So I'm going to open it up, whoever wants to go first. Ya está alguien llorando. I understand. Yo también me está aguantando. So, so. <laughs> well, we talked about this on the way over, and I know I even told you that I hadn't revisited the days purposely. Um, at least like the play-by-play, like of, of the day-by-day uh, of building up to to mom's last moments, but. Um, Yeah, just th- as you were talking about these things, I'm just kind of replaying those days and remembering what we were, what we were doing, how we were going about with these things, and then just kind of unpacking those things in our own hearts and how each of us um, approached those last moments. And yeah, it was a different unity that we that we experienced that we hadn't experienced, but at the same time, it was just um, to see her move forward from this life to the next and the cheers that took place. That's what I probably remember the most. Um, and so yeah, it was one of those things where uh, you, you and I, we talked about this on the way over and trying to relive those moments probably is, is difficult, but I think it's necessary. And I think it's fitting that it's three years to recap those three days um, leading up to her victory and entrance into heaven. So, ¿de verdad? ¿Vas primero? You go first. Okay, fine. <laughs> <laughs> um, I kind of, I don't, I try not to think of those days just because 
you know, it gets hard. And although there were a lot of like good moments, like beautiful moments. Um, I think the the hard part is well, since I was kind of there a little bit more and got to see some more. Um, there's just some stuff that kind of triggers that feeling, and um, I try to just focus on the, the good. And what sucks is that you know it's been three years. It's not any easier, and it's kind of hard to watch, you know, certain movies because they, you know, touch the topic of, you know, uh, missing a mom or a dad and it just takes you back to that moment I am though trying to look up so that there's no tears coming down or or take deep breaths um, I ugly cry <laughs> <laughs> no but I mean um, but yeah I I, I, uh, I try to not think about those days but but I think about it every day though I, I feel like you know, uh, if something happens to me or, or around me, I always picture what she would say. And then I'm just laughing by myself. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, yeah, it's, it's been a journey. It is. Next, okay. just turn it over. And if you see, you, you hear, you don't see, I see it, but if you hear all this commotion in the background, is that all of our grandkids are here. And um, on, on the tribe itself, on, on, on our kids, their significant others are also here with us, which is a blessing that pretty much, um, it, it, it's her way. <laughs> it's her way of having everybody here. And the settings have been moved, so you're gonna hear more. Oh, great, thank you. <laughs> um, I second what Carlos says about some certain movies because although, even though some I, I've already seen, but you, I guess you see, it's more noticeable when it's like, okay, there are a lot of movies with a missing parent or it's like the cancer and all that stuff. So I really try to avoid to watch anything that I already know, you know, but... Um, I do relive the days often, especially in moments when I need mom or when I find myself overwhelmed or, you know, I get this desperate, frustrating feeling like, you know, I want to talk to her and, and I know that she'd always have something to say to help me move forward. But I, I it's like in the movie, like we've seen movies where I'm in this, I guess, outside and I just, I, in my mind, I, I'm picturing and I'm hearing myself yelling mom at the top of my lungs, you know, especially in moments when I feel anxious or, or anything like that. And, and, and I'll just throughout the day or, you know, it's pretty much a daily thing. And I still haven't been able to see the photos from, you know, those three days. And I will, you know, scroll through and if I see it, it's just like, you know, skip it real quick because I start to feel like my heart starts to be, starts beating faster and I start to feel the anxiousness and um, sometimes I'll remember the days from when you told us we're going to have to say our goodbyes and, you know, things like that 
and it's especially like you know triggers you know certain words or just feelings that make me feel just lost you know and it's, it's that yelling out I, I I see myself it's like I'm stepping out and I see myself just yell mom you know and um, I remember you know reaching out on social media for prayers and you know to to keep the faith and, and hope you know that God may grant her a miracle and um, it's always tough to see in snapchat they'll give you memories from on this day last year two years ago and I remember I had a, a video of mom's hands and she was just you know fidgeting with her her hands and I think it was probably probably the last family meeting that we had and just seeing her it just you know I feel like um almost like this suffocating feeling you know and and I've always been worrisome you know all my life you know and I just and it just heightened after her the anxiety and the the worried and and, you know after her I tried to strengthen my my faith more because obviously we don't want to blame God or, or be upset or you know anything like that I remember I when you told us that you know it was gonna be it. I remember I turned to Bethel and you know we were all pretty much hysterical and crying and, and I remember I I turned to Bethel and I said I said I don't want to be mad at God and I was afraid of being upset because she was no longer gonna be here and he just said just pray about it. That's all we can do and I remember. I kept repeating and repeating and repeating like I didn't want to be upset and I said just give me the strength like I'm sorry for even feeling like I'm gonna be upset you know and I remember we stayed until past midnight and um, on the drive home I said you know I just kept talking to myself and, and praying and, and apologizing for being angry and I fell asleep the same thing praying and then all of a sudden, I just felt this almost like a warm peace. And then I said, okay. And as soon as I said, you know, God, whatever it is, your will, I accepted. And I fell asleep. And then this, the same thing on the way over. So I think that kind of not prepared me, but um, it just... I wasn't upset at God and like mom had always said everything that she ever expressed that she prayed for for Jesus she got you know so when she left us that thought came to my mind and I I, it was just a thought that said she's where she wants to be because that's what she asked for and it just it's I feel it in my soul and my gut that you know she's where she's at because that is what she wanted so you know it's it is hard it's a journey and like Carlos said it doesn't get any easier Um, just learn to kind of keep the emotions in the surface or kind of just barricade them you know I know one day it's just 
I have my days where, you know, I'm just emotional all day. Right. And it's just, you just write it out. You know, let it go. I'll go to the cemetery, cry it out, pray to her, talk to her, see her happy photos, and then, okay. And then it just kind of just eases the pain. Yeah. Well, thank you. Um, thank you, Rita, and, and, and thank you, Carlos. Next. Um, so when it comes to around this time of the year, I try not to think about it because I do remember being like really strong and understanding and it kind of took me back to when grandma passed that mom was the strongest one. Mom was the one that was, you know, having to break it down and, and, and get her siblings to accept and understand why it was happening, it was time and things like that. And I found myself in that, um, in those shoes, um, talking to the girls and, and letting them know and trying not to lose it completely. Um, and as a mom, it's like harder to do and explain to the little ones. So I try not to think about that because I can't, like the one picture that comes to mind is, um, or I have like three, where Lena got a chance to go in and speak to mom. And uh, I have those videos too. I have them in a file and occasionally I'll go in and uh, try to see them just for the sake of seeing mom's strength even when it was like not the best time um i remember you know thank goodness that she was on the first floor that we had the kids outside the window just peeking in just to get a chance to see her because they wouldn't let the other toddlers in or not toddlers but like the kids we just happened to sneak lena in don't report us but yeah um we snuck her in Sophia got to see from the the window Nathan did too and um my burden for us is once we finally laid mom to rest like it was the part where Nathan understood what was going on that was like the hardest and, and the heaviest so have to be strong and I think the way Rita approached it is I didn't see that I was gonna be upset and I understood what was happening I understood why it was happening and I, how I had to you know I, I remember turning to Carlos and we're, we're the older two and we had nothing else to say but but cry on each other and seeing dad dad was like the strongest and all because he had that chance to talk to mom and know what her plans were and and he respected that fully and he still had to come back and see us have to go deal with the loss of losing mom um, but then we know that behind the closed doors you know dad would let it out and it didn't it doesn't take a lot dad and I have this thing all it has to do is he has to look at me or he has to I just have to make 
eye contact with him and he did not say nothing like i feel it and i know it and i just knew it was heavy that day so the last couple days have been like if i've been zombied out and i mean i know he said i had like two tests the other day so i just don't recall taking them i don't recall going through the day i feel like the kids ask me something or i have to get something done and i'm just my i can see them they're talking but it's not processing because my mind is still thinking of you know mom or you know just little you'll feel it and when you feel it come on you said dad embrace it she's trying to she's trying to share she's trying to share um her love with you one way and i think that's been one of the things when mom passed i feel like i went the opposite and i ended up getting upset so i lost myself for a while and, and it took me it took me a while to come back and regain that faith and not be so upset and i always get upset when they say um oh it gets it's going to get easier it's going to get easier stop it's not it's, it has not gotten easier and i wish it would but nothing's going to make it better um it, we just learn to live without her but what we've learned to do is we've learned to incorporate her more in what we do on a daily so it's just you know we try to just to live the way she wanted us we always laugh and we always make these jokes about having to what would mom say at this time what <laughs> what would mom say to us what would she how would she react um to our success or to our little failures or to you know just our journeys itself and you know it never fails one way or another she shows up she shows her way and then we're like okay we'll we'll tear up a little bit and go from there but we i have to explain it to the kids and they try to recall or i remember this being at the hospital i remember this and that's always hard so for us to always you know we we keep her alive we really do and it'll be known because you have Emma and Alicia they were what yeah they were they were they were little little they hadn't even turned 2 yet and i just remember that a couple weeks before we ended up we had taken a trip and Alicia Emma were spending time with mom and dad for that whole week that spring break week and after that i mean it was just one thing after another so this time just becomes really hard but when i need i mean it's hard for me to get some quiet time <laughs> because then it's like mom why are you crying and i'm like in the closet or in the restroom <laughs> just so they don't see the endless tears that come and it's like well what's wrong and it's like there's you can't explain that feeling and it's not something you want to have them understand just yet but sophia was one of the bigger ones that she'll have that down and is very random and she's bawling like if you know like if it was the day and I'm like what is going on and it's just I just miss her and I'm like yeah I know I know that and it's hard to relate that to the kids and you know I just tell them just remember the good tell me something good what you remember about her and that that's what helps us out 
and, and getting by and we try to keep her alive and we try to ask you know Layla hey do you remember Mane and she'll be the one giving me the oh I saw her and wait wait what where, where did you see her and she's like oh I saw her at great Mane's house and it's like oh okay it was like what was she doing and she's like oh she was helping great Mane or she was sitting right next to her and she was playing with her hair or things like that and for a kid you know the innocence of them and you know the way they always say people I mean people uh, kids see see things and it just warms my heart she's like mom she's okay and she'll she'll be the one wiping my tears off and she's already giving me like three now three tissues here um but she'll be the one saying it's okay she's happy and that just brings it makes it easier but you, I I'm always trying to think like why is it that I'm feeling this way and just not to acknowledge the fact that we're coming up on these rough days and I remember them very clearly and it's very hard to see because you have to deal with seeing you know the little ones cry and little ones in my eyes are not just my kids it's my little siblings because you don't know what else you can do to console them and to help them and make them feel better and it's even worse when you see the big brother cry because he's very macho but when you know he knows he he knows when okay she needs my hug yeah he said it's okay but yeah these it's just it's a hard time and it's very bittersweet at times because it's so close to dad's birthday but i just remember the good and how strong she was to teach us everything that she did and you know the fact that i just remember her waking up and kind of snapping out of it and everybody ran out the hallway and we're like dad she's asking for you dad she's asking for you and she's like and i, I have the video and and it's honey it's your birthday happy birthday and like three quarters of the way she can't remember and you know it made us laugh and it's not we didn't think of the negative effects of oh this is this is coming down um we just thought that yeah she's not gonna do it on dad's day um but i mean hardest hardest times but you see all the love and i remember that hallway filled with people that loved her and even more so when we had to when we had the mass you know they were all standing down the stairs and everything and if you've been to hold a redeemer you know what we're talking about um they were all alone and they stood out there and they stood out there for one reason and it was because one way or another she made a positive impact in their life and she touched them um, and it was amazing just to see a lot of uh, ex, you know, or classmates that graduated and you hadn't seen them in so long, but they came and made sure that, hey, you know, she was, she was amazing. So it, it's just, it just takes you on a roller coaster and you start thinking of the Gessia when you had class and peekaboo in your classes and, you know, videos from recording <laughs> from the video games and you know all the excitement and the way everybody just remembers her that's just something that I try to lean on and I'm I'm glad that the, at least my fog is kind of gone and I can actually just recall because it's amazing how when something like that happens 
your your mind just has a fog and you can't recall certain things and I would tell dad I remember telling him dad why can't I remember why can't I remember something so simple that used to be like oh we would make fun of it or we would laugh and joke about things like nothing and then it's like I, I can't remember that piece why I, I remember her just holding me or I remember this and he's like yeah and it slowly comes back but it's just something we've had to learn to deal with and it's it's not easy but it's great to be able to recall those great memories and when somebody says look what I found and it's like ah uh-huh. you know make the best and see her everywhere you go thank you Mija. thank you Raquelita and uh, who's next okay. um, I'm not really uh, good with trying to express on my part because I've always struggled having to do so and I think mine and mom's uh, communication was a lot through uh, touch in a sense like there's a lot of emotions through a hug or to hold hands or mentally and emotionally, emotionally and I felt free I felt I felt that I wasn't alone because she understood and her biggest part I felt saved too and I was hugged by her and I relied on that on that touch because it brought so much comfort. I always told dad and mom that every time, you know, they would hug me. Nothing could hurt me. Nothing could hurt me physically, emotionally, or mentally. And when that was gone, I lost it. I lost that, that comfort. And I felt that everyone else around me had someone to rely on. And I was I was left in alone, alone in the in the darkness, and I know everyone was hurting in their own way, and there wasn't anything that could be said or done to help each other. And not having that physical um, touch threw me off and mom always told me always told me that you know when times are tough to always uh, let go and let God and I remember always crying telling her that I didn't I didn't have enough strength to do so and one of the toughest ones um, memories that I have it was few days before before um you know mom's time we were in Houston and mom had left to go lay down 
she wasn't feeling well. And I remember mom was in and out. And I was around the outside the room. And dad was in there. And dad walks out and just told me to be strong. I step into the room and I try to be strong. But I just felt it in my heart that there wasn't enough time, no matter how hard I prayed. I knew there wasn't gonna be a miracle, and I had to. I just, I just stood there and and looked at her, and and tried to remember every inch of her, so that I would never forget. I'm holding back tears and I'm crying, trying to be strong. And she looks at me. She's always okay. And I told her I was sorry for to be strong. And through her pain and through being her being weak, she wanted a picture. <laughs> She was complaining that there was no lipstick, but... <laughs> <laughs> and I felt... I felt defeated because I couldn't do one thing that Dad had asked me to do. And these days, I, I avoid them. I avoid thinking about it. I avoid listening to her songs and avoid pictures of her because... I remember that that touch is no longer here and I don't know I know it's weird to other people but I like the way mom smelled it smelled like home it smelled like love and and every time uh, I would hug her you I feel it feel how much she loves you through a hug and I remember hugging one time there was a day where I it was really hard and I hugged dad and it was just a typical normal hug and I hugged dad and I smelled mom I told dad I didn't want him to let me go because I feel mom. remember all the good things but like how like I said the fog that's in mind is still very well present and all I think about is you know times where you know I didn't make her happy or you know things that are not to me- are not meant to be thought and at the time that we're going through 
it never gets easier. It never gets easier. Yeah, it's true with that. It's so hard being away from home. Because home is where we see all the memories, all the laughs, all the happy moments we had with mom. And all the times where I felt so bad when I made her just I'm scared. I'm sc- I did. <laughs> I scared her, but you know, every time I, I did, it's just I love the reaction after the scare. I mean, after she was done being scared, I love the reaction. <laughs> but coming back, it's been very difficult. Um, and it was very frustrating for people to say, oh, she's in a better place, you know, I shouldn't be sad anymore, you know, I shouldn't move on. And sometimes I'm just like, don't tell me what to do. (laughs) 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 I can't do it. But some way or somehow mom always... loved mom was and is loved by you know many people um, people love to share their memories with of a mom and you know it's always so beautiful to hear how beautiful to hear and see how many people she's have impacted in their lives and um, you know I see mom and you know everyone even the stubbornness of mom, you know, and everyone. And mom was very loved. Mom was very loved. But she is in the best place. And um, she's watching over us. So be careful, guys. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> but you know, I'm sure that you know she's proud and you know very happy to us how we're growing and continue growing. And you know, I pray that. I pray that she just, you know, reveal, not reveal herself, but, you know, give us signs from her behalf. Let her, know, let us know that she's okay. Oh, that's hard. I was saying that you just gotta pay attention to those little cues and focus in on it. Because um, when you need her the most, she knows when it's time. And come on, me. Maybe she visited me a couple times. Can I remember? No, but I know I woke up crying because it's one of those where you haven't seen her for a long time and you just go and you embrace. And I knew it was mom because I woke up 
a little bit stronger that next day. But it's it's paying attention to those cues, um, whether you're awake or whether you're asleep, and just embrace it. Little moments, and she's just trying to send you a little message that, hey, it's okay. gonna live with it's never gonna go away you just learn to live with it learn to cope with it and it becomes a part of you but um, but I'm thankful for you know the time being of what I have with her and and seeing what it seeing what it was like to um, see true love years ago and that 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 very unforgettable week that we uh, experienced I I wish I can say that I try not to think about it uh, but truth is I think I think about it almost every day I know she's in my mind every day for sure um, but reliving that week I think I, I, I feel everything I felt in that week almost every day. I find myself totally different and um, numb at, at points to where I ignore consequences with my actions. Going back on that Monday, it was the uh, 25th, I was already back in Houston uh, getting ready for my week. I was working as an insurance agent out there in Houston. And when I woke up, I woke up to the text message from the tribe that mom was back in the hospital. So first thing I did was uh, I called dad. Wanted to see uh, what was going on and hear from him what, it, what uh, I should do. And when I did call him, he didn't have to say anything. Uh, it's 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 more how he said it. Um, he pretty much said it'd be nice if he came home. Um, and when I heard that, I didn't hear it'd be nice if you can come home. I heard something else, and I needed to be home. So I made the arrangements to drive that that very morning back uh, to Laredo. When I got to the hospital, uh, first thing I did was uh, see if I can go see mom. And mom was stronger when I got there. And she was she was still strong before um, we couldn't uh, do certain things. And I remember her 
looking at me and having such joy and, and being happy that I, 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 I came. And she, she told me something. You know, she was happy that I showed up. And a lot of things that I remember is personal things that I went during that time. Um, I had a little episode with in the chapel. I had a very intimate converse, intimate conversation with God, and you know, faith was clouded, and, and and things were said, and um, then I remember having a private conversation with the family outside the hospital, and um, that's when we realized, you know, this this is it. Um, Everyone was there except for Rudy, and I remember um, everyone was like, "Who's gonna get him?" Uh, I I jumped to the opportunity and I said, "I'm gonna go get him." And that drive from the north down the way to to the school was uh, one of the hardest drives I've ever had to do, and I drove a lot at the time for work. I had to call the school, and everyone in that school knows mom. So when I got there to the school, I had already had a difficult conversation with the uh, secretary. I see um, a uh, the assistant principal, who was uh, a very good mentor of mine and, and of my brother's. Um, and first thing he tells us, without even knowing any context, he, he wasn't aware of the situation. He uh, had a big smile on his face. He was very grateful. And the first thing he says was, I dreamt about your mom last night. And I prayed for you guys. And right then and there in front of the whole school, it was a... Uh, I broke down and we shared a very intimate moment. I was very honored to, to see him just two days ago. Um, that's when I went to pick up Rudy. We talked to, I got the all the stuff taken care of for Rudy to get out of school since I wasn't on the list. And you know how sometimes that can be difficult if you're not on the list to pick up your brother. Um, and Rudy's not one to, uh, to uh, go blindly anywhere. Uh, Rudy wants to know everything then there before doing anything. So um, I had to be the one to break it to Rudy. And I think that was the hardest thing I did. Trying to tell your, your youngest brother that you're gonna see mom and that might be the last time you see her. Of course, I, um, I didn't want Rudy to um, have an episode in front of all the people, so I made sure that we were alone for that. <laughs> but we had our, we said goodbye to that um, assistant principal. He prayed for us right then and there, and we went our way to back to the, to the hospital. And then it was there that we started seeing things differently. 
and we started seeing the reality kick in um, as every passing hour came and went the amount of people that showed up that day was unprecedented and the amount of people that showed up for the funeral almost like a two mile long procession just proves the love that everyone had from home and of course I was a wreck I try to stay strong especially since it's uh it's always the guy's job in the family to to be the stronger one especially when your sisters are down so I try my best I don't think I did a good job but I tried my best but um Luckily, I had my uh, my girlfriend, then now fiance Isabel, with me, um, doing her very best to, to keep me in one piece. <sighs> but um, one of the things that I could say that when I was there, uh, I started reminiscing about all the times that we, mom and I, would do engagements. And I, and I realized then and there that that was going to be forever a memory. We would no longer have any more weddings to sing with mom. Uh, no more quinceañeras to, to be a roadie. No more funerals that I would get to attend with her and sing the service. And it all kicked in in a second. And um, that, that, uh, that night, three years ago, of today and dance dad sent us all home and uh, I refused to go home I just decided to stay in my car because I I felt deep down that I knew that it was coming and when I got that call at 2 2 3 in the morning I just ran inside and one of the fondest memory, I, I took a photo and I, I got to glance it um, without knowing uh, about a month ago. And it's a photo of mom and I holding hands that night. And, and the reason why that stuck with me is because when I got to this mom's side, um, she could no longer communicate, at least through um, at least her eyes or her mouth. But when I when I grabbed her hand, she told me she was still there when she gave me a nice squeeze. And I talked to her and I told her it was me and that we were there. And you know, it was her last hour. And I told her just hold on, the whole family's coming. And that send off that we gave her think about it every day every day um, it's hard trying to accept that she's gone it's hard trying to go on because you refuse to live a life that doesn't have mom in, in it and um, it's it's just you incorporate her every day and I, I've noticed that when it comes to the music that I that I now continue to to pursue, I, I see that sometimes it, it can look um, a different way 
but in all honesty, it's the only reason why I see it fit is because we try to carry mom's legacy. Mom's music was what really brought a lot of people together. And um, I just want to make sure that I make her proud by doing the same and carrying that legacy. Which is why, you know, the band, and we're very, I'm very, very grateful that she got to see a couple shows before her passing. And I know she'd be proud of us now, as far as the little uh, success we've have gotten and achieved, and we pray that it's just the beginning. But of course, all in her name and her honor. But her love continues, her love lives on, and like Becky said, you know, looking for the signs. I catch myself experiencing the signs and not knowing what they are. And in mom fashion, I don't realize it till the next day that it was a sign from mom. <laughs> <laughs> and I enjoy those um, moments. Thank you, Ricky. Next. Uh, well, I, I mean, overall, I, I already, I try my best not to think about it. But emotionally, I don't think I ever left that. Um, I did as far as my faith I did push away uh, you know, it was just pretty tough uh, and I guess now um, as Raquel said the, uh, the fog well somehow I made it dense and added a wall to it because I try my best not to think about it <laughs> So, you know, to think about it, I really haven't forced myself to. So, uh, I don't, I don't really think about it. I just feel everything that happened. But, you know, I did push away myself from everyone, and you know, <laughs> just try every day. Um. I remember my last conversation. <laughs> she was getting mad, mad at me. Uh, uh, about my math class. <laughs> and, you know, to this day I still can't get a hold of anything in that math class. <laughs> so, yeah, like, you know, I tried with school and, you know, because that's what she wanted me to do. Uh, but, Lately, it's just been, you know, still trying to figure out what I want. Um, I did tell her, I would, I did tell her about some things that I wanted to do, and you know, she told me to try it. Uh, but I never really, I, never, I don't think I ever really told her. Like, I guess right now, was feeling. myself and my video games 
but um overall I'm still you know trying <laughs> yeah but um but since then you know still waiting for the uh, still waiting for the sun to shine again it's always dark <laughs> so I try I really try not to think about it you know just try to stay calm and you know when I see my sister cry try not to look at them because <laughs> then they're like then they try then they make me cry so I'm like don't do that <laughs> but um you know I'm still learning how to open up and find the right kind of I guess the way to cope you know yeah I've been dating my girlfriend Ashley for five years and I'm barely learning how to open up <laughs> so <laughs> but uh <laughs> yeah but you know with this past three years you know finishing not even finishing high school because of COVID, but <laughs> uh, I just wanted to see it there. Um, it's just very, you know, difficult. You know, I'm trying to, like, I really try. I'm trying to get back into like the faith, because I mean, I still, I still believe in God, but my, I just push myself back and. I try, but you know, I guess I'm just not as ready. So, like, I, I understand I haven't sometimes I, haven't, I don't go to mass, and you know, I feel bad. But it's I don't know. I'm trying to take it, you know, one step at a time. But um, overall, is you know, the feeling of of emptiness, even though I already. The doctors have confirmed I don't have a <laughs> average size heart. <laughs> so overall, it's just you know, bunch of feeling, and you know, mentally, just been having even been. I'm still in those three years ago. Haven't moved past it. You know, mentally, I've declined big time. I used to be at 70%, now I'm at 30. <laughs> but, you know, I, I never, I was never one to really talk about how I was feeling, or I know I I would snap once in a while. I felt bad because me and Becky, she, <laughs> it was around the time where me and Becky were, we were talking, and I don't know what happened. I just snapped. I had something so, so little, but, and I complete, and then as soon as I snapped, I quickly apologized because I felt bad. <laughs> but I'm um, concerned after this podcast. <laughs> you know, I'm just trying every day. You know, it's one step at a time and one day at a time as well. Um, I know mom has visited me a couple of times. Uh, her the most recent was was. She helped help me convince my dad to let me get a dog. <laughs> <laughs> and 
now. I can't sleep now. <laughs> Correction: We can't sleep. But overall, just you know, just having my family here with me, you know, as even though I don't really say anything, you know, I I know that I'm not alone, and that's enough. Um, for all you listeners out there. <laughs> uh, you know, just take a moment and look at your family, and you know, just thank them. <laughs> uh, because honestly, it's like pretty much. If I, if they, if I didn't have them, I don't know, I'd be long gone, mentally. More. <laughs> See, I'm I'm not even making sense anymore. <laughs> Oh, yeah, um, you know, still finding ways to cope and trying to take up new hobbies. Um, still struggling with school, so that's that's the same. Um, but other than that, you know, when I can't really, uh, when I can't really think, I do, you know, I do like try to pick, try to pray. Uh, try to find a sign that my mom's listening um, but you know so far uh, so far I've been doing better and you know you never um, can get past it but it's the memory it's the memory that it happened and it can't it won't go away because that's your new reality and you know living every day trying like when I could going home and then wondering uh, what my mom made for dinner but you know I always remember that she would always have the food ready <laughs> after practices um, and just realizing that you know that you know she's not there it, it opens up my eyes again and makes me makes me wonder you know like what if you know, uh, I always think of what if and uh, how different it would be if she was still here but with everything that's going on it would be a lot more difficult uh, but every day is you know every day is a new day and as soon as you wake up you know you can make your choices and figure out what you want to do that day. And that's all I have to say about that. <laughs> well, thank you, Rudy. I really appreciate that. And um, pending, Beto? We have a chance to share those things in other episodes. But, you know, it's one of those things where um, I think this moment, is just, it's it's awesome to be with, with, with the tribe and the extended tribe that are here and so um, dad I'll, I'll let you just wrap this up um, to the best that you can well um, first of all uh, I want to thank all of you for your openness your transparency and to the listener um, we've always said in this podcast that we are just trying to share our story with you we're just trying to share our love with you. And 
what is, you know, what you hear, what you felt. Uh, it's authentic. There's no script. And today, especially today, being spontaneous like Raquel, I say was and is, um, it's something that today in this podcast, um, that was going to be very powerful. And I think that after you have witnessed to all of this, you, you've heard it, you felt it. And that's part of Raquel in each of these kids. And you hear them and those that came to know Raquel in a very personal uh, manner, you can hear her as well in them. I do. A um, couple of thoughts. Um, I just wanted to add, I wanted to say thank you because even though there was absolutely no way in preparing for her passing, you somehow managed to to be that rock and comfort for us. And although you were dealing with, you know, losing your your best friend and, you know, your wife, you were able to guide us and really help us get through it. If if you hadn't been that way with us, I, I honestly don't know how we would even be able to cope. And no, it's not perfect the way, you know, things are going, but I want to say thank you because I know you've helped me a lot, especially after her and, you know, when my anxiety and when I panic, you just, you, you've been there for me and for Emma and I want to say thank you because you, you really are my rock and my comfort and I thank God for you, for who you are and for everything that you have done and continue to do for us. And about the the signs after I believe it was after communion, um, you know, I was I was praying and you know I said my prayer and I was thanking God for blessing you with another year of life and for us to be here with you. And I said, you know, I asked God to to help you and us feel Mom's love and presence and. As soon as I, I finished saying that, the song came out when we're, we all lost it. <laughs> the song, I, I can't remember the song. Pescador de hombres. Yes. And I just, I started to cry and I just said, okay. I said, thank you, mom. Yeah. Because, you know, yeah, I know that home. was her. And so I just wanted to say happy birthday and thank you. And we love you very much. Thank you. We love you too. And thank you all for your support. Um, grandkids as well. And to every single one of you who has become an extended part of the tribe, um, the significant other for the tribe itself. For you guys, thank you all for making a difference in our lives, especially in mine. For those that um, have come aboard through marriage, those of that are in the process of it, and those that are living with us on, on, in that capacity in the sense that um, there's that relationship, you know, uh, boyfriend, girlfriend, and the, the beauty of it. So to all of you who are very much part of the tribe, uh, thank you. For all the listeners, for all the family, for all the relatives, for all the friends as well, we thank you for your continued support and your continued love. Um, the last thing I, I just want to close with, um, we don't have anything else, right? 
uh, the last thing I want to close with is that um, grateful to Father um, Juan Jose here at uh, Our Lady Guadalupe in Heavenville for allowing us to use um, this part of the building, uh, the basement, to be able to record this podcast since everybody's here in Heavenville and they're about to take off back to their Corpus Christi or Laredo and they have commitments they have to go and, and fulfill but very 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 grateful to father and and the friends here in heavenville you know jose and sandra who were very instrumental today um to anna and and and, and ruben that uh, always continue to be good friends here and of course the rest of the families uh the um avilas the the perez the cantus um All, all those families have been very instrumental in my life here throughout the, the journey of, of Heavenville. Thank you for your support and prayers. And praise God for this 61 years. Um, it's one of a celebration where it's 61 years and I'm celebrating my birth year, 1961. Woo! So it's a magical per se. And uh, we're very grateful to God for that. And This will be God. Yeah, there you go. Give a shout out. <laughs> all right. So thank you all. Thank you all for listening. Um, with this, I just want to say that thank you for remembering. <clears throat> thank you for remembering Raquel and for loving her. Thank you. <laughs>